So, so today we are continuing on our fourth lesson about presence, uh, and today we're calling it Hope's Glory, uh, Hope's Glory. So, so we've we've got a couple of uh, folks here. They've been they've been coming here for for a couple of months with their family, and, and we're going to introduce them once again here in a moment. Uh, let me say, Carrie, I love you. It's good to see you, boy. You're a sight for sore eyes sitting over there for us. So, and Bob and Chloe. So been missing you guys, missing y'all. That's right. Hey, that's right. The Lord's good. The Lord's good. Considering five months ago, we didn't know where we'd be with all this. And here she sits with us today. And, and uh, we're just believing for, for uh, continued recovery. Uh, so, so today, uh, we're talking about presence, hopes, glory. I want to read a verse for you real quick. First of all, if you remember, there's two main Hebrew words for presence that we've been talking about. One is penei. It means face. If we're saying that we're going to seek the presence of God, it talks about seeking his face, the intimacy, the, the knowing. Uh, you, you know someone by, by their face. Anyone have a hard time remembering names, but like you can remember a face? You like see his face and say, I know that. Well, it's something about your face that lets you connect and know someone far more than their name. So, so uh, the Lord, what the Lord is saying to us as a congregation is seek my face, seek to know me this year, know me more than you've ever known me. The other, the other word is Shekinah, which means he that dwells. In other words, God wants you to be aware that he dwells with you. He doesn't just come and go. You, you don't say, oh, I got to go to church so I, I can experience God. No, you experience God every moment of your life if you'll stay open to it and aware of it. So uh, th that's just kind of a review. So let's, let's kind of read about what Paul's saying here. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6 through 8 says, So we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, right now all of us are at home in the body today, right? Yeah, you, you're, you've got a pulse, you're breathing. Uh, while we are at home and in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, well-pleased rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Uh, one translation says, to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. Uh, if you remember, uh, just a, a couple of weeks ago, we read a text where Paul was talking about a, someone that he knew that had had an out-of-body experience and, and had encountered, uh, he said, unspeakable things, things that he didn't even know how to articulate uh, because he was in the presence of God, the pure presence of God. And Paul even said, look, I'm, I'm letting you know I've had one of those experiences. Uh, so, so this is this, what, what, what he's talking about is what we would call in modern vernacular uh, near-death experiences. Uh, and, and so we're going to talk about that today because ultimately our goal is to, to return back to the Lord, isn't it? Uh, when, when we are finished with this life, uh, whenever that takes place, uh, uh, hopefully for most of us long, longer than, than, than what we would think, but, but when, that time, when that time comes, Paul said to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. And so when, when you lose loved ones, we have a great hope and glory, the Bible says. So, so the presence of God brings us hope's glory today. Uh, so before we get into our interview, uh, I want to ask the question, does anyone here have a loved one that has already crossed over that you miss dearly? Okay, today is for you. Today is for you. I want it to, number one, bring you peace. I want it to bring you encouragement. Uh, but, but most of all, I want it to boost your faith to let you see just how secure you are. If you're a believer in Christ, if you've been washed by the Lamb, the blood of the Lamb, that, that you have so much security, so much love, so much hope, 
and and that that those of us listen. I've got I've got a, a my parents. I've got my older brother. I've got grandparents that I loved dearly that I miss. Uh, they always say, well, you know, it gets easier with time. That's a bunch of malarkey. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you just learn to deal with it. You learn to live with it. I miss them more than anything. Yet at the same time, I know, I know that I know that it's, I, I didn't have to say goodbye. It's just a temporary, I'll see you, I'll see you after a while, right? Uh, and so we're going we're gonna to learn a little bit more about this. Today, I want you to make welcome uh, Ginger and Austin. Okay. Thank you guys for being with us. Uh, first of all, uh, both of you guys lived here in Viridian. Your family lives in Viridian. How long have you been a resident in Viridian? Y'all get right into the mics so that everyone can hear you. About four years. Four years. Very good. So you like it so far? Oh, yeah. You've been to the pools? <laughs> so, all right. So, Austin, the story actually deals with you. So I tell everyone how old you are. 18. 18. Ginger, tell everyone how No, you don't have to tell everyone how old. You don't have to do that. Um, that would be a big mistake, wouldn't it? So, <laughs> so Ginger, uh, uh, some of you may have seen uh, something that she posted on Facebook back in August because it went viral, and I didn't realize that I had actually seen it until uh, whatever day, whatever, whatever evening I came over to chat with you. I can't remember if it was October, November, somewhere in there. I, I came over to hear Austin's story and to check this out. And once I saw him, when he walked out of his room, I was like, oh, that's the guy from Facebook. So, so Ginger, kind of explain what led up to your Facebook post uh, starting last August. So last August, um, I just took all four of my children to um, a dental appointment. It was just routine um, uh, to get their teeth cleaned. And the dentist informed me that three of my kids, which are uh, three of the four of my kids um, are teenagers, and they informed me that their wisdom teeth were ready to be pulled, and if I wanted to schedule surgery. So I actually scheduled surgery for my two oldest, um, Austin and Zachary, and they were scheduled um, just a few days later. Um, two days before the surgery, I actually had a dream. And I like to think back now that that was God talking to me in my dream because I dreamed that my son was in a hospital bed and he was gasping for air and the medical team was telling me to speak to him. He's slipping away. Whatever I needed to say to him, say it now. And again, this was just a dream. So at that time, you just thought it was bad pizza or something. Right. Eating, right? And I so called my mom. I remember calling my mom. Should I cancel the appointment for the boys? And she's like, no. You're just overreacting. It's just a dream. Um, thankfully, that morning, uh, the dentist called and canceled one of my boys. And so it was just Austin left. So at that time, he goes and he has his wisdom teeth extracted, right. correct? Okay. And now what happened following, following the surgery? Um, actually, on the way to surgery... Austin got kind of quiet in the car, and I'm like, what's up? You know, why are you being so quiet? And he says, I'm going to die. And I said, what do you mean you're going to die? He's like, I just visioned it. And I totally had forgotten about the dream that I had. And I just thought he was scared to get his wisdom teeth removed. And they called him back. He gave me his hat, his cell phone, his keys, his wallet. And he says, I told you I'm going to die. And um, he goes back for surgery. Everything went well, I thought, and um, that was on a Friday, August 2nd, 2019. 
Um, and then on Saturday, he appeared to be okay. He was just in mild pain. Um, but by Sunday morning when he woke up, he was severely swollen on the right side of his face, jaw, and neck, and he looked like Nutty Professor. <laughs> um, uh, he wasn't prescribed any antibiotics, and um, so that was a weekend. And then Sunday, I knew something. Um, uh, no, that was Sunday. Monday morning, I knew something was really wrong with Austin because he his he was just I can't even explain the pain he was in. It was it was unbearable. And I tried to contact his surgeon's office, and it I didn't. Um, get to speak to them, so I contacted another location they had, and I expressed my concerns of Austin's condition, and they're like, look, Ginger, he had four wisdom teeth removed. Everything you're explaining is normal, and that was around 9 o'clock Monday morning, and they they told me just to bring him in later that day, around 3.45, and we get there, they examined him, and this is all they told me is you need to get him to the emergency room. They're just going to drain his face. Just, just, just drain his face. Drain his just face. Routine face draining. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so at this point, uh, uh, now Austin, before you had your surgery, you, you said that you felt like you were going to die. Was that just kind of a premonition that you had or? It was just, you know. Go ahead and put the mic up. To I had envisioned it. Like in my dream, I was thinking what's going to happen to me. And it was, it was just something that you were feeling leading up to it. So, so you get him to the emergency room, but on the way to the emergency room. He, again, he tells me, and I'm driving. I'm trying to get there as fast as I can. Um, as soon as we get in the car, I knew it was bad, and it was more than just a face drain. Um, he started gasping for air. Um, his airways began to close up, and uh, he told me, Mom, I'm dying. So at this point, you're, you're having a hard time breathing, you you felt yourself starting to slip away at that point. So yes, sir. All right. So so they they get him in there, uh, and and start checking him out. At that point, what what takes place? Right. They they did tell me it's probably going to be about an hour and a half to three hours before we get CT scan results back. And within, <laughs> I'm not kidding, three minutes. It, it seemed like my world crashed. Everybody in the medical team was running into his room, and um, they pretty much prepared me that he was in critical condition and had a life-threatening infection called Ludwig angina, and that's complications from his wisdom teeth being removed. And we won't go into the details of that, but it's caused from uh, the wisdom teeth being pulled. And, and so uh, I'm, I'm assuming at the time they start... Uh hooking them up to life support and yep. so I think we I think we've got let's see so those of you so this was the site that you got to see your child in yes. correct uh at the now now at, for you what was taking place uh at, you know you're you're having a hard time breathing they, they're doing the C, ct scan uh are you aware of everyone rushing in working on you or are you kind of fading in and out what was going to happen okay so so the last thing you remember is what Last thing I remember was everybody rushing in, hooking me up with tubes, putting life support on me, and that was it. Okay, so so they're they're putting all the tubes on you, intubating you, and then and then at that point you you said you black out or? Yes, I did black out. After that, it was 
I was looking around, and it was like I was in a tunnel or something. Um, but while I was walking, headed forward, I looked to the side of me, and there was like an angel with me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was gorgeous, and it had it was so golden. It was beautiful, and it had full, beautiful wings. So this is taking place after you've blacked out. Your, la- your last memory is you're, you're, you're sitting there trying to breathe, get you on life support. You black out next thing you are, you're you're in, in the tunnel with with the light at the end of the tunnel type type of situation. Now in the meantime, let's kind of pause you right there. In the meantime, they they basically say, Hey, he's slipping away. Mm-hmm. Uh say your goodbye, sign these papers. Mm-hmm. Uh now what tell me what, what you did at that point. Um I was alone at the hospital with Austin for the first, I would say, hour. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just ran out the hospital doors and I just pleaded with God to. Oh, this is in the parking lot. In the parking lot outside the hospital, pleading with God to please don't take my son from me. And I've always heard if you seek God, you'll find him. And for the first time that August day, I seeked God. And um, I just said, if you're going to take him from me, please protect him and nurture him. And. Just, now, I imagine this yeah. is probably a very emotional mm-hmm. cry to, to the Lord. This is not, yes. uh, now I lay me down to sleep type of prayer. Correct. It was, this was a desperate mother. Mm-hmm. So, so okay, so let's hop back over. At this point, you're, you're heading down a tunnel. You realize there's this angelic figure beside you that's escorting you. Uh, what's the next thing? that Do you go into the light? Do you, you know, so I, think, I think we're all real curious as to <laughs> yeah. what's taking place here. Um, yes, I did get into the light, but once I got into it, it was so bright, but the type of bright that won't hurt your eyes. Um, it was like glory shining down on me. I see a tall golden gate, and the angel says, welcome home. Wow. And once the gate opens, there's loud music coming from everywhere. Um, on earth, I can't hear out of one ear, but while I was in heaven, I was able to hear the most beautiful sounds ever. Out of both Today ears. I'm wearing my hearing aids and mm-hmm. I'm dying right now. <laughs> it's starting to beep on me. <laughs> um, the colors in heaven don't exist here on earth. They're so beyond vibrant. Um, I saw my two grandmothers, which I had personal conversations with. Oh, before, before we go there, I want to I hop back to something that you said. Okay. Uh, the angel said, welcome home. Mm-hmm. Did, did it feel like home? It, it felt like home, I would say. Almost felt like you had been there before. Yes, sir. Wow, and and then you said so. So you you have no hearing in your left ear. Right, no sound at all. Yeah, when you were when you got into the presence of God, the pure presence of God, heard everything out of both ears. Out of both ears, there was full hearing. Do you understand what takes place in the presence of God? That there is no sickness in the presence of God. There is no uh, uh, there's there's no mutations. There's no that everything is perfect in the presence of God. And that's one reason why the Lord is telling us to seek his presence, because we can experience heaven right here on earth. We don't have to wait till we get to the sweet by and by. Uh, we don't have to have a near-death experience. Hopefully you won't have to go through what, what Austin went through, but, but just, just to, to encounter the, the, the fullness and, and, and the perfection of the presence of God right here. If we can get into his presence, we'll have healings right here in this house. You know, we'll, we'll experience uh, unity within our families, everything else. So and, and then, so you said just beautiful music. Uh, uh, what, what did you see? Now, before we get to your, your grandmother and great-grandmother, what, what, when you're looking around, are you seeing a city, a landscape? What, what, what are you seeing? 
If you can put it into words. If I could put it into words, it would be... I really don't know. <laughs> don't know how to describe it. I don't know it. how to describe that. I don't really was it, was it, do you see people? Uh, yes, I do. I did see other angels as well up there. So angels, people, just folks gathering around. Was everyone just hanging out? Yes, sir. Just hanging out. So you get to hang out in heaven. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, be blessed. I like, I like, I like hanging out. Uh, so you said that you saw your grandmother and your great grandmother. Now, now your great grandmother. When was the last time you saw her here on Earth? How old were you? Probably when I was like two or three. She passed on when I was like really. So real, you, real you young. aside from photos and stuff like that, you really don't have any real memories, right? Correct. Yet when you saw her, you knew her. Yes, sir. That there was just a familiarity about it. Mm -hmm. So isn't that kind of cool? That you actually see, you can see loved ones that maybe you don't even remember here. Yet when you get there, you know that hey, that's that's one of mine. So so, I'm I'm assuming you went up to them. Yes. And and tell now you had mentioned something the other night to me. What was it? Your great grandmother or your grandmother that had that was had something in her hand? Actually, it was both of them. Oh, both, both of, of them. them. Yes. Is it was they were drinking something hot. I knew it was hot because there was steam coming up. <laughs> so. <laughs> and and you were suspecting it was. Either wa hot water, coffee, or something. Tea something or that was hot tea. Something that was hot. <laughs> yes. Because it was steam. Now, see, Ryan wants to go to heaven finally. That just convinced him of getting saved today. There's going to be coffee. <laughs> Could there really be a heaven without coffee? I mean, think about it. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Uh, but, but they, so, so they were enjoying some kind of a hot drink because yes, you saw sir. steam coming up. Uh, tell me about the light. You talked about the light that was there, the, the, the way that the sun shone. And, and The light is just so gorgeous. Down here, it, it won't combine or connect with that one up there. It's so gorgeous. Talk, talk about, uh, tell us about the colors again. The colors down here don't exist on Earth. Up in Earth, they're so beyond vibrant. So you saw colors that you've never seen before. You saw colors you had never seen before, then. right? And and you can't even find the words to describe them. So think about that. Think about how beautiful, how beautiful it is where your loved ones are. As much as we miss them, uh, man, could we really wish them back? You know, at this point. So 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 you chat with your your grandmother and your, your great grandmother. Did you give them a big hug or? Yes. Did did they look surprised to see you or? Definitely. They. <laughs> what are you doing here, man? You know. <laughs> So, so uh, uh, as you're talking with them, you, you told me you saw someone. Saw someone? Yeah, that someone of well, pretty significant. Yes, sir. But now, um, was he just walking around, or was no? He, he was or? just standing. Um, I, I knew it was Jesus. I came into the presence of Him. His love does not exist here on earth. You know, His love is eternal. It's it just means everything. You know. Um, his eyes are so crystal blue, the type of eyes that are unforgettable, breathtaking, and just so gorgeous. Now, you, you told me initially he had his back to you. Is, is that? Yeah, he had his back to me like I was looking at his back. But you knew who he was? Yes, sir. Is that pretty wild? That, that here we only get to experience uh, maybe the, the thought or the feeling or the emotion of, of his love and his presence. But, but when, when Austin saw him, 
from, from his back. But he, he knew exactly who it was at that time. Uh, so you went, at, now did you like, uh, how, how did you go about approaching him? You know, did you just? I was just walking. <laughs> you just walked up to him? Yes, sir. And he turned around and looked at you? Mm-hmm. Did he grin? Did he do anything? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> um, he had like, I would say the biggest smile, best smile you could ever see. And, and tell me about his eyes again. I interrupted you. Crystal blue, unforgettable, breathtaking, and just so gorgeous. So, so just eyes that just pierced right through you. Right. And he just had a big grin. Did he act surprised to see you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, did you get his autograph, anything? Did right here on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so at that point, uh, he, he did something for you that you said that, that he allowed you to see some things. Yes. Um, while this was all taking place, he had gave me the ability to see myself on life support, my mom pleading and crying with God to save my life, so many people around the world as well. Um, at, you, you had mentioned that. So, so let's pause there. At, at, at this time, uh, you said that you were alone for quite a while. Now, now everything has fallen apart for Ginger's world. Your mother, who's here today, wound up making it to the hospital, saw her grandson on life support. Tell everyone what, what took place. Um, <clears throat> as soon as my mother got to the hospital and, and she saw Austin on life support, um, we knew that something was wrong with my mom, too. So she was admitted into the ER, um, checked into the hospital, and we learned that she had a stroke. So that day was the worst day of our family's lives because I had my son in the hospital and my mom in the hospital on two separate floors. Wow. And, and, uh, and, and so you'd been out in the parking lot crying out to God, pleading with him. And, and uh, now, now you had mentioned, and, and we didn't get to it at the beginning, but, but you sent a Facebook message to a few friends, correct? Yes. After I was pleading with God to not take my son from me, I went back in the hospital, and my immediate reaction was to jump on Facebook, I don't know why, and to request prayer for Austin. And it, it was um, private at first, and I had a few, a few friends that were calling me, Ginger, you really got to put this public so we can you know, tag our church. And within hours, I jumped back on, and Austin's story went viral. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is going away. <laughs> His story went viral, not only in the United States, but all over the world, Philippines, Africa, Europe, Russia, all over the world. And that is the power of prayers and I. Absolutely. So, so it went from all of a sudden you weren't mm-hmm. alone. Instantly, the body of yep. Christ mobilized all over the world yes. to begin to pray and to call out to the Lord on behalf of, mm-hmm. of Austin. The uh, now, so you may have been thumbing, like scrolling through your Facebook uh, uh, last August and seen a picture of him with, with this story. And I remember when when I saw him, all of a sudden this one had dawned on me. I was like, "Oh, I remember seeing this kid with the wisdom teeth being pulled That's out." That was the picture. In, I think. Yeah. Was, was this? Yeah. Yes. So so uh, uh, now so you you see yourself with uh, hooked up to life support mm-hmm. and they're working on you. What did you think when you saw yourself at that point? I was thinking to myself, man, that's really me, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know all of this was going to happen. 
Just looking back, I don't even want to look at him, and I keep looking up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look at look, look at Ryan. He's got a very pleasant look. There. You can just keep looking at Ryan. So, so, so that that way that way it kind of distracts you from that. So, uh, but but the the uh, um, so so you are you are present with Christ in this heavenly realm. You you you've got your family that that you you bumped into that's drinking something over there and then and, and you're you're experiencing all this incredible stuff yet simultaneously you're still able to see your Everything your your body gone. everyone working on you uh the 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 uh, doctor who's who's trying to perform surgery on you which we'll, we'll get to there in a second mm-hmm. uh, and then um but then you also some saw something else aside from your body didn't you you saw your mom i did see my mom uh, she was pleading and crying with god so you saw her out in the parking lot. Yes, sir. Pleading and crying with God. Isn't that pretty wild? That she's like totally away from him, and yet here he is having this vision uh, and, and this encounter, and, and he can, you know, the Lord's kind of given him almost 360 vision everywhere, you know, uh, to, to see the situation. So um, now, in the meantime, uh, I'm, I'm assuming they get him stabilized. To, uh, they have him in ICU. He's still on life support. And uh, now, how many days transpire before he wakes up? Well, I mean, he was day day number two. He did wake up, and then he they actually tried to remove him off of life support on the second day, and he wasn't ready. He wasn't completely breathing on his own. So day three, he was ready. And uh, they removed the life support, and... Um, Oh, no, no, no. Before they removed the life support, Austin was trying to communicate with me. Um, but, you know, he's got the life support So he's on. woken up at this point. He's woken up, but he's still on life support. Okay, so let's pause right there. Okay. So he's, he's, he's about to wake up for Ginger, correct? But in the meantime, you're still talking to Jesus, right? And he, he does he say, hey, it's not your time? What, what, yes, what does he, he say? He was telling me, well, first he had put his um, hand on my shoulder um, they were soft and gentle, by the way. Um, he was telling me, son, it's, it's not your time yet. I'm not ready for you. You need to go back. Everyone's waiting for you, you know. And, and he, gave you a, he gave you a message to say to everyone. Um, at that time, when I was going back, it was like a forceful energy that pushed me back to my body and my soul was reconnected. But what, what was the message that he gave you? That- the message was... Um, he was telling me in heaven that there's no time, but there's time here on earth, on earth for us, but it's quickly fading out for us. That he that he's he's on his way he's back. He's coming back quick. He's coming back quick. Amen. Uh, so so basically, he he pushes you back. He says, "Hey, it's not your time." But by the way, give everyone this message. Yes, sir. So next thing you know, you're getting sucked back into your body, and you're starting to wake up. So all right. So now we're gonna pick up on Ginger. He's starting to wake up. He's a bit disoriented, I'm assuming. Um, yes. <laughs> um, I could tell he was trying to communicate with me, but he was still on life support. So the nurses are like, oh, just give him a piece of paper and a pen. He can talk to you. Well, he couldn't. So I gave him my cell phone. Um, and the first thing that he typed in was heaven. Um, and then he said, God. And he was very brief in the beginning. And then he said, Jesus. I, was, I still didn't know what he was really trying to tell me. And you then, thought maybe he was—he had hallucinated something, or mm-hmm. just 
Yes, and then he said he saw his grandmother's and still was like, oh, this poor boy had a really bad dream or very good dream (laughs) or maybe he's hallucinating. Um, But yeah, the third day, that day, he was removed off life support and he waited. So everybody left the hospital. Well, and before he was, you said that he kept motioning. Oh, time. He kept, you you kept hitting your wrist. Was was that That partly to say, hey, there's time, there's the the time is winding up. Yeah. And also at the same time, you now three days have passed for you, mm-hmm. but it only seemed like like how long? When I you? woke up, I thought it was the same day. You thought so. You thought you'd just been out of your body for a few minutes, basically. Right. And and yet here on Earth, isn't it crazy how when you step outside of time, you know things just kind of get a little mixed up, you know? Uh, so so three days he's been out. So so they finally pull the tubes out where he can actually talk some, and what, mm-hmm. is, what does he start telling Well, he waited, so it was just him and I. He waited till everybody left, and he's like, Mom, you, you don't understand what I've been trying to tell you. I've been in heaven, and I'm like, Austin, you're here. What do you mean you've been in heaven? And he's like, well, I saw you. I said, you saw me where? Outside the parking lot. You were pleading with God to save my life. So Austin had Austin wouldn't have known that. Nobody would have known that. Because I was at the hospital by myself the first hour. Nobody knew I was out there pleading with God. So that's when it got real. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where I learned that he had a glimpse of heaven. And and at the same time, you said you you caught the surgeon and was trying to show him what Austin had typed, correct? Yes. um, I told his surgeon. His name is Dr. Dugan. By the way, he saved my son's life. (laughs) Um, Dr. Dugan has also had another patient that had Ludwig angina, just like Austin, and he saved his life too, and that patient also had a heaven experience, very close and similar to Austin. Austin didn't know about this until he got home and got well, but I knew because his surgeon shared it with me in the hospital. So Dr. Dugan is a lifesaver. So and so the doctor himself had had another patient that had had this the same exact experience. Same. So this is not uncommon. Yeah, I, I, matter of fact, I've, I've probably chatted with more medical professionals that uh, are believers, uh, just because uh, and, and that even started out as atheist or agnostic. That be, but because of the experiences that they've had uh, dealing uh, with a profession, that they've they've become believers, just uh, knowing that it's real and that that what the Lord is doing is is, is very much real. So. Uh, now, usually someone recovering from this is going to be in the hospital for quite a while. It's going to be a long recovery. Uh, how long was it until he, he went home? Later that week. He was there um, uh, six days. Most people with Ludwig angina are in the hospital for weeks and weeks, months and months. Long recovery process. He walked out later that week. Mom, let's let's go to eat. Let's go get a steak. Let's go get a hamburger. What? <laughs> Typical 18-year-old boy, huh? <laughs> he was completely healed. That's all I have to say. He you were done with hospital healed. food about that time, right? <laughs> um, so uh, now at this point, you 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 feel great. You feel in good shape. Mm-hmm. So the Lord has physically restored you you're back into good health yes sir now how has it how has it changed you this encounter my walk with god is stronger than what it was before awesome 
And if you hang out with, if you hang out with Austin very long, you're, you're going to find out he's pretty fired up about the Lord. Uh, uh, he's not going to let you. Uh, he's, he's, he's pretty insistent about uh, going to church. They're involved here, uh, attending church here, as well as uh, a, a congregation in um, uh, Burleson. Burleson. And, and so, uh, man, this, this, this guy is into double church, you know. So uh, now, how, Ginger, how has this changed you? All of a sudden, you've heard this incredible story from your son, and yet he's, there's been enough take place that you realize, wow, you know, he didn't just hallucinate something. That, I mean, you, you very much believe him, correct? First of all, I want to say before this happened, we've always been believers of Jesus and always believe there's a heaven. Um, I think he believed um, somewhat more than I did. I mean, like I said, we've always believed, but we never really did anything with it. Um, I always felt like going to church was a chore. I actually honestly never looked forward to going to church. And now we don't miss a Sunday. We don't miss a Wednesday. Uh, we look forward to those two days to worship and praise Jesus. And, and it's not just an impact at you guys. It's your whole family. You've got your, the rest Correct. of your kids here. And yes. uh, you were saying even last Wednesday night, you weren't feeling good. You were yes. wanting just to take a night and just kind of chill. I haven't been feeling well the past week, as you can tell my voice is going away. <laughs> but I, I told the kids, um, let's not go to church today. I, I don't feel good. I'm just going to rest. And Austin looked at me. He's like, no, you're not. <laughs> get up, get ready. We're going to church in Burleson. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, what, would, what do you have to say if someone, you know, maybe they're even here in this room or just someone who you share your story with, what, what do you have to say uh, to someone who says, oh, well, that's a neat story, but man, I don't know if I really believe you or, you know, or, you know, it, it was a you know, hallucination. You were oxygen deprived. The mind does all kind of crazy things. If someone wants to rationalize it out, what 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 would you say to them? If you've had a loved one that's passed on, doesn't matter. <laughs> go ahead. No, no, go ahead. That's fine. If it if it was a loved one that's a a friend, a coworker, a family member, um, if they when they died, if they went to heaven, just know that they're okay. They're with God. Um, there's no time down here. There's no time up there, but there's time down here for us. Um, in heaven, there's no disabilities, no racism, no judgment, no illnesses. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, so where where you, where our loved ones are, it sounds like a absolutely beautiful place. Uh, but what would you have to say if someone says, "Look, I really don't believe your son." Yeah. Um, you know, in the beginning, I again, like I said, I thought he was hallucinating or perhaps had a dream. Uh, but it wasn't until he could tell me that, hey, I saw you, Mom. He, ha- he would have no way of knowing that. Nobody. I was there by myself. So that is um, a fact that so for, I can So point for you, out. That was, that's enough that you, mm-hmm. you say. So, uh, and, and what I would like to say, because I know, I know some folks you know, are here or there when it comes to near-death experiences and stuff. Uh, now, now in, I've, I've had a chance to spend two evenings over at their house. Uh, talking with them, questioning them. A lot of what I've read up on near-death experiences, we, the, the, our first conversation together, I was asking him certain things uh, just to see how he would respond, and his response actually lines up with just thousands and thousands of stories of near-death experiences, and, and you know, we've kind of left out some details today for the sake of time. Uh, but whether you want to believe this or not, uh, this is what I want to really kind of point out to everyone. Uh, it is very, very obvious that Austin has had an encounter and an experience that to him is extremely real 
and to him has been incredibly life-changing, not just for him, but for his mother and for his siblings. So, so what has taken place to him was powerful enough to, to, uh, to rattle and change and reform his whole household for the glory of God. So, so really the point of today is uh, uh, whether you want to believe he, he actually went to heaven and was in standing truly before Christ or whether he had a vision or an illusion, whatever it was, which I personally believe that, that he was standing right there, uh, that I, I believe what he has to say. But even if you don't, the point is God will use anything and everything at his disposal to get a hold of you, to change your life, to bring you into his presence, and to reshape you. So uh, everyone enjoy hearing Austin's testimony today. Thank you. All right, this, this, was, not, this was not planned. This was not planned, and, and no pressure on you, on you Austin. Uh, uh, just, just be aware that there are people that listen to our podcast all the way in Africa, Germany, uh, 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 Iceland, Canada, all over the world, so no pressure, right? Uh, you just got a global audience here. Uh, real quick, does anyone have a question for, for Austin? So now you also, you, you said that you, you weren't exactly walking. That was one of the things that you, you told me that it was well, almost a... Actually, no, it wasn't like, let me, let me rephrase that. It's, it wasn't actually like I was walking, it's like I was floating. Like thought. So I want to levitate. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. So, all right. Any, in, any, anyone else have a question? Yes. Yeah, what, what did the streets look like? Do you, do you remember? It's just like a long path. Just a long path. What color? Do you remember? Vibrant colors. Vibrant. So you can't even find the words for them, right? It's just vibrant, colorful. So very good. Oh, Mike. They looked younger than what they were, to be honest. Uh, Whatever age you passed at, you look younger. <laughs> you look younger. Yvonne's in the front row going, yes. <laughs> so, hey, don't worry about getting work done, okay? Yes, please. Because you're wasting your money. You're, you're going to get it back. You're, you're going to get it back. So. All right. Any, anyone else? Anyone else? This has been good. Those of you who have lost loved ones, does this encourage you at all to know that where they're at is absolutely beautiful, that they're in this incredible presence of God? Uh, they, they wouldn't want to come back if you asked them to, you know? Paul, Paul even talked about that. He's like, man, I'd rather be there than here after he had his vision. So, all right. Hey, let's, let's pray real quick. Before we do, why don't you give them a hand clap of appreciation? You guys did an awesome job. So... Uh, you guys are in the process of, of putting this into a book form. Yes, for, Austin for and I are to... both writing Glimpse of Heaven 2019. So very cool. Yes. All right, well, we look forward to that coming out. And uh, all right, let's all pray together as the musicians come. Father, we thank you uh, for our hope that is in glory. And we thank you because we know that the day will come uh, that we will actually uh, stand in the fullness of your presence. 
And in, in that fullness, there is no more pain. There is no more sorrow. Uh, there's no more tears. Uh, but there'll be rejoicing and gladness. And uh, we'll be re reunited with our loved ones. Uh, but most of all, we'll be united with you uh, for eternity. And uh, in the meantime, Lord, help us to walk this path of life. Help us to experience and encounter your presence. Because in your presence is fullness of joy. And we pray that we can encounter that this year. We, we glorify you in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen.